Isaiah and I were hilariously wrong about the Giants at Seahawks this past week and the Washington Steelers. I said the football team only had one win left on their schedule in the Eagles game, and Isaiah felt the Giants weren't going to win another game. They weren't even going to beat the Cowboys, according to him. Then they both go ahead, beat teams they shouldn't be beating, and now they're in the playoff discussion. 2020 is weird, and we are left questioning if the NFC East isn't the worst division ever. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Giants and Seahawks game. I have been saying that since the Giants put on a defensive showcase versus the Bucks, the Giants' defense is for real, and I'm no longer going to tolerate Isaiah's hate and slander that they haven't played anybody or even acknowledge it. They have held a top-five quarterback in the NFL, a top-five offense in the NFL, to 10 points. They sacked Russell Wilson five times, one of the best quarterbacks in the league at extending plays, and they kept him in the pocket. When the Giants continue to make great Great offenses look incompetent and limit their offensive production. It is not that the Seahawks underestimated them. It is not the Seahawks are frauds all of a sudden. The Giants' defense is very, very good. From Leonard Williams becoming an A-tier pass rusher, to the defensive line being one of the best run-stopping groups in the NFL, to James Bradbury and Blake Martinez being two of the best free agency signings in the NFL this past offseason, to Jabril Peppers finally developing, they are a bunch of studs. Now for the offense. It is very, very okay. The running game versus the Seahawks was impressive. 190 yards on the ground. No one can deny that. Judge and Garrett have done a very good job of developing the flaming pilot trash. It was a start of the season, especially versus the Steelers, where it didn't seem like they even belonged in high school football. Wayne Gallman, 135 yards on the ground. And as far as for the passing game goes, Colt McCoy, I don't want to hear Isaiah's trolling. I heard it during the game this past Sunday that he's better than any Giants quarterback ever. He had 105 passing yards, a touchdown, a pick against one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. They had to rely on a rushing showcase versus top five rush defense to win. While my co-host plumes and postures about how great the Giants defense is, now Joe Judge saved the offensive line, I am here to give you the cold hard facts. And the facts are this, the Seattle Seahawks are who we thought they were. Russell Wilson does not and will never deserve a single MVP vote. This team has been humiliated on national television and will be humiliated yet again come playoff time. This is the perfect example of why MVP awards are not handed out after the first eight games. Wilson had less yards against a lousy Eagles defense than he did against the so-called elite Giants defense. He played reminiscent of a certain Eagles quarterback when he faced a real MVP candidate in Josh Allen and another one in Kyler Murray earlier this year. And Coasted by playing terrible defenses such as the Falcons and the Cowboys. If Russell Wilson is a chef, consider me a health inspector because I'm here to shut his whole operation down in Seattle. Having said all that about Russ, the Seahawks may have the worst defense in the NFL. It could be worse than the Cowboys. Everyone knows their secondary is a train wreck, but their run defense, the thing that they traded high draft capital to fix through Earl Thomas, looks off. Earl Thomas is on an NFL team. Excuse me, Earl Thomas. uh, Jamal Adams. But their run defense is god awful. The thing they traded high draft capital and when I acquired Jamal Adams with looks terrible. If Wayne Gallman can get eight and a half yards of carry on this team, I'm getting at least four. That is a truly dysfunctional unit all the way around. And as for the Giants, they may win the division. I'm not ruling it out. This is an impressive win for them. But thanks to this little streak they've been on, they've done exactly what they did last year in a way. Last year, if they had lost one game to the Washington football team, known as the Washington Redskins at that point in time, they would have got a generational rushing talent in Chase Young. Instead, they won the game, padded down Jones' stats, and got the fourth best O-line in the class. Now they've done it on a larger scale. 
they have exited the race for Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, which means they will either have to reach early with their 10th or 11th overall pick and get a quarterback who will not be successful in the NFL, or they're going to draft another defensive player and let Daniel Jones continue to lead this team. They have perpetuated mediocrity, and while it may win them the division, it is not looking good for the Giants long term. This shows how deep Isaiah's hate for the Giants goes, that he's going to completely write off their performance and blame it all on the Seahawks suddenly sucking. The Seahawks, prior to this game, were sti- are, and a- even after the game, are still in discussion for being one of the better teams in the NFL. They were 8-3 and three coming to the game. Their rushing defense was top 5 in the NFL. After the game, it's ranked behind the Giants, who have an, also have a top five rushing defense the Giants have an excellent run defense Russ was forced to pass they were confusing him they send delayed pass rushes they kept him in the pocket unable to extend and make long plays Seahawks even got a safety weren't able to win the game so to completely write off the Giants defensive performance to one of the top offenses in the NFL has been putting up 30 points almost every week very few exceptions I think is completely ridiculous now I will be the first to acknowledge I still think there's major flaws within the Giants offense but I'm tired of you writing off their defense when I've been telling you since Tristan performance the Rams the locked the Seahawks up for 16 they barely eat, beat the Eagles who have a bottom five defense in their own right had a decent performance against the Arizona Cardinals with 28 points not an amazing performance by the way and were completely out of the Bills game until they did nothing but pass for the second half this offense has not been good for five games and I will acknowledge the Giants have an above average defense but you acting like it's an elite unit and them shutting down Russ is something we haven't seen all year is hilarious because it's it's been done multiple times. Russell Wilson's not an MVP, and the Giants' defense is not one of the best in the league. Good? Sure. Great? Ha. I mean, I just disagree. I think the Giants have shown why their defense is elite, but not to take up too much time. I think we both got our points across when it comes I've got to one more game. thing to say. You mentioned Colt McCoy, and Colt McCoy might be the best quarterback the Giants have had in the last five years. I say that because of this. With a complete lack of offensive weapons, he was not a liability with the football. That is something that both Eli Manning and Daniel Jones, late in Eli's career and through the entirety of Daniels, were. So wait, wait, wait. Let me get this straight. So a game in which he had a 59% completion percentage, threw an interception, did throw a touchdown, but only threw a hundred. 105 yards, that's some special performance. It's not a special performance, although it might be a special performance for the he Giants. He didn't get a chance to shoot his team in the, the foot, foot, really, because all he had to do was make, I think he completed, what, 11 passes or something like that? And they ran for 190 yards. Cole McCoy did not shoot that team in the foot, and that's why they won. You're telling me if they had Daniel Jones in that game, you think they would have won it? Yes! You're a fool then. Daniel they Jones... would have been under pressure to pass the ball more, and Daniel Jones would have made more mistakes. Same with late career Eli Manning. Either of those two are playing this game, the Giants lose. Let's watch what happens when Daniel Jones comes back and plays the final two games and removes the Giants from the playoff, Jason. And let's wait and see well, what happens. That could happen just because I don't want Daniel Jones to come back if he's not able to run the football how he has been since he started to turn the ball over less. Since the Bucks game, he has zero interceptions, he hasn't fumbled, and he's been running the ball more as the season's progressed, but he's not going to be able to do that on a hamstring injury. I don't want Daniel Jones to come back if there's no threat of him being able to run. Tristan, you do not want Daniel Jones to come back 
back regardless, and you know it deep down in your heart. I mean, you can you can spew all this nonsense all you want, but, but you're speaking wrong. of quarterbacks who came back, about a week ago we discussed the Washington football team. I said I wouldn't be surprised if they stole one of their games over the next three weeks against tougher opponents, and then beat the Panthers and their divisional rival to secure a playoff spot. I have changed my mind after this week. I would be surprised if the Washington football team does not win three of their last four games handily take the NFC East. This team did what we thought the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills were going to do and humiliated the Pittsburgh Steelers, the undefeated up until now Pittsburgh Steelers. Is this due to the football team's amazing front seven and Alex Smith humiliating the only other man who was even breathed about in the comeback player of the year conversation? Certainly, but a much larger part of that is due to Eric Ebron. And I'm going to read you a quote from him. They just better give us the biggest plane and the best hotel. Whatever they did for the Chiefs last year, they need to do 30 times better than that when we go to the Super Bowl. And you'd think after Earl Thomas ran his mouth last year and guaranteed a Ravens trip to the Super Bowl, AFC North players would learn to keep their mouth shut about the big game. You'd of course be wrong. Ebron and the Steelers receivers played terribly, had a drop party, and lost the Steelers the game. Congratulations, Eric. The 72 Dolphins are popping champagne again. So you're going to mention the Washington beating the Steelers like it's such a big deal, and then you're not going to bring up the fact that in one of our last videos, we were both calling the Steelers a somewhat fraudulent 11-0. and I mentioned they had six one-score wins that were very close. They do not have Tristan, best- you said this team would finish 14-2. and Beating a 14-2 and team when you've got four wins and seven losses is a big deal. That's because of how bad I thought Washington was, and I was wrong about that because they clearly showed up and win. So it does mean something. I'm not saying it doesn't mean anything but we were both talking about how the Steelers 11-0 isn't in a wasn't an impressive 11-0 you didn't they didn't strike fear into other teams why are you trying to come at me about the Steelers predictions when you were the one mercilessly bashing the football team you're trying to do a little what bit are you of talking here, and I get it See, this, I've been this... wrong a few times but too but bring me up saying the Steelers weren't as good as everyone's saying to try and take away from what the football that's team that's what you just did that's what you week. just did with the Seahawks you fucking hypocrite and you also mentioned when you were talking about the Steelers and when you're talking about why Washington could win this game, it wasn't about because this is, and this is a few videos ago, it wasn't because of how good Washington was. It was because the Steelers are coming off, were coming off a short week. They're getting more and more injured week to week. They lost one of their best, their best pass rusher besides TJ Watt. So this game is more so the Steelers offense not having a rushing attack, not being a very good offense, and the defense finally having an off night. The offense has been, been what it is the entire year. And the defense is, has been weakened by injury. You know, the defense is going to have a bad game once in a while. So let's just be clear about this. The true hypocrisy of what's saying, because we're really both saying the same thing, but for different teams. When the Giants contain a quote-unquote good offense, which I have my questions about, it's the Giants being great. But when the football team beats the Steelers and outperforms their defense, a defense which didn't have questions up until this point, and I would wager still doesn't have questions, maybe the secondary, it's on the Steelers. Look, the sooner you accept the football team is going to the playoffs and will finish ahead of the New York Giants, the sooner you can move on <laughs> with your life, man. I mean, speaking of who, who I think is going to win the division, I don't I don't really know who's going to win the division. I've changed my mind on this about 12 times. When the Giants won the game against the Seahawks, I was, I was like, oh, the Giants are going to take this. And then Washington 
beat the Steelers, and they proved me wrong that they still have some type of offense and they're not completely inept. The Giants beating the Seahawks leads me to believe they have a good shot at beating an injured Kyler and struggling Cardinals defense. They also have a shot at limiting the Browns and Ravens rushing attack due to how good their rushing defense is. The Giants offense just needs to be competent to win one of those games, two of those games. Washington with the rest of their games as well. Seahawks, who just saw what the Giants did to them. 49ers, Panthers, Eagles, all of those games now suddenly are very winnable for Washington. I think the Giants still take the division at the end of the day because they have the tiebreaker over the football team. They beat them both times this year. The 2020 is weird. The NFC East is weird. I would lean towards the Giants right now, but it, it could go anyway at this point. That has been the video. Let us know who you think is the best of the best in the NFC East. Do you think these shot teams have a real shot in the playoffs? Do you think the Giants have an elite defense? Are the Washington truly able to compete with any team due to their elite pass rush? Let us know down in the comments below, and we will see you in the next one. Don't forget to subscribe.